0: And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time slash AMA. Support for this podcast comes from ClickIQ. ClickIQ's groundbreaking automated talent attraction technology enables recruiters to spend less time looking for applicants and more time hiring great people by managing and optimizing their recruitment advertising. ClickIQ's platform advertises roles across the largest network of PPC job boards and social media to reach the best active and passive candidates in the most cost-effective way. Using the latest AI and programmatic technology, ClickIQ ensures that jobs are always advertised in the right place, at the right time and for the right amount of money, saving recruiters both time and budget. To find out how ClickIQ can help automate, manage, and optimize your talent attraction strategy, please visit www.clickiq.co.uk. That's www.clickiq.co.uk. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine. And in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 136 of the Recruiting Future podcast. One of the most interesting topics I'm currently hearing being discussed, both among my clients and at the events I'm attending, is recruiting automation. But what is recruiting automation? What are the benefits, and just how far down the road of automation have companies actually got? To help me answer these questions, my guest this week is Tim Prome, Global Practice Strategy Lead at Kelly OCG. As well as Tim having hands on experience in this area, Kelly OCG have recently published some extensive research into digital disruption and automation in recruiting. Keep listening to hear all the insights hi tim and welcome to the podcast yeah thanks matt excited to be here thanks for having me on the podcast today my absolute pleasure could you introduce yourself and tell everyone a bit about what you do
1: yeah, my name is Tim Prom. I'm uh, located in Germany. I am German, uh, and I work for a uh, American company called Kelly OCG. Kelly OCG is a, uh, is a subsidiary of Kelly Services, one of the bigger uh, global staffing providers, uh, 71 years of age, uh, so really founded the industry, basically. And um, my role within um, Kelly OCG, who is an outsourcing and, and talent advisory provider, um, is basically to focus on the strategy for uh, permanent recruitment. We provide Uh, what we call recruitment process outsourcing services and uh, I am leading the strategy team so uh, my job within the Kelly OCG practice is to really identify um, the next trends how does technology um, impact talent acquisition Uh, how is the the uh, requirements of talent changing Um, and how need to uh, adjust companies accordingly to make sure they still have access to to best-in-class talent um, and can utilize technology and new trends like like automation or, or machine learning, AI, or, or blockchain um, during the process. So I'm, I'm basically a trend scout, I'm not a futurist, but I need to make sure I understand all the upcoming topics that that we all see on the horizon that we talk about, and really make sure I assess how feasible is it um, to use it in the talent acquisition space uh, on behalf of our customers.
0: Brilliant stuff. Now. Obviously, there are there are lots of things um, about uh, sort of current trends that I want to that I want to kind of dig in and, and ask you. Uh, before we do, though, um, I, I suppose almost by 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 way of context, um, you know, I'm sure you guys are in quite a sort of unique position in the market to see um, uh, what's going on in um, talent acquisition. What what are some of the sort of common recruiting challenges that you're seeing in the market at the moment? Yeah, that's a that's a funny question, and, and honestly, um,
1: the the challenge has. Hasn't really changed uh, over the last over the last ten years. I mean, since I joined the industry, which was around 2000, um, everybody's been talking about talent scarcity and how hard it is to get access to to niche talent, to to really um, specific IT IT talent. And this this hasn't really changed over the years. So so when when I um, engage in discussions with our customers and prospects and other people uh, in the market, it's basically the same thing. The only challenge is that um, companies today have much more um, much more technology at their disposal to to, to find that um, that that hidden talent but um, the majority of the organizations that i know that do not have a best-in-class brand recognition and then lead the the hit lists of where graduates want to go after they they leave the university they really struggle to get access to to specialized it and engineering talent and this is the case um uh, on, on the globe on the global level so so every company right now has that that challenge and really needs to find out how can I access talent that is not actively looking for jobs um, that that I need to identify via social network networks like like LinkedIn or zing in the german-speaking countries and how can I make sure I have a good and robust value proposition so that that talent actually wants to talk to me and hear more about the opportunity that I that I have and I think this is something that um, a lot of companies now understand. Understand, and therefore uh, really work on on upskilling their uh, their sourcing and recruiting teams, um, because just screening CVs and and waiting for candidates to apply to a job post somewhere uh, is not not working out anymore. And I think um, this has been the case for for many years, but nevertheless, it's, it's still accelerating now, and more and more companies um, um, understand that they need to change something in the process.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, perhaps we can sort of dig, dig into that a, a little bit more um, as, as we go through. Um, but But one of the things I wanted to ask you about first is, um, the, 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 kind of the, the, summer conference season, um, is upon us. And, and what I've noticed is that, um, uh, the, 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 phrase, um, recruiting automation, um, appears to be the sort of the buzzword of the, of the summer in terms of, uh, what people are talking about when they're talking about trends in talent acquisition, D- tell us uh, your perspective on recruitment automation. What, what is it? Um, um and how does it work? Yeah, it, it's funny that you say that because uh,
1: I, I I really have to smile I just smile when you asked the question because because realistically exactly as you say there, there's a lot of buzz out there and um, I think it's worth digging deeper into it and understanding um, what what recruiting automation can can really do and um, there, there are plenty of videos out there on YouTube where um, <clears throat> a, a hiring manager goes to uh, goes to Siri or uses Amazon Alexa and says hey uh, Alexa I need five high-end engineers uh, for, for for IT development and Alexa says yeah look in your email inbox uh, I, I sent you the CVs and, and this is what a lot of people have in mind when they talk about uh, recruitment automation and automated sourcing and um, I'm not saying that this is not possible but we're obviously a little little far off at this point in time um, h- however however um, I think that um, we see a lot of emerging uh, emerging new technologies um, and 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 um, and tools that. Can enable automation of parts of the process, um, and I think this is something that that I really see in the market where a lot of companies see um, this is worth exploring further. And the first technology solutions that um, that 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 enable that automation of parts of the recruitment process um, are out there, or can be bolted onto the the um, the existing ATS or or CRM infrastructure that a um, that a company has. One example, uh, maybe that that everybody's been talking about, also big buzz, um, is its chatbots. And I mean, you know that um, um, I think around 18 months ago, 24 months ago, Max, um, Facebook opened the um, Facebook Messenger API uh, and enabled enabled uh, uh, chatbot automation or chatbot usage on 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 the back of a uh, Facebook Messenger. And this obviously led to a a huge rise in, in new companies, new startups, um, utilizing that technology, utilizing that 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 um, channel to automate certain parts of the communication. and um, so from from my point of view, I think this is a very, 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 very hot thing right now because it enables you um, to automate certain parts of the communication with candidates. and um, by by nature, a lot of companies right now, start on at the top of the funnel so what at the first at the first touch points that a candidate might have with the organization which could be the facebook uh, page it could be the company career page um where they just go to get more inf- in info and then updates and and also um d- d- due to chatbots have the ability to ask specific questions questions even that they might not uh, would like to ask during an interview with with a human. Um, and I think this is a big big opportunity for for companies, and this is where we see a lot of movement. Um, when you go further down the line um, of the of the recruitment process, things like, like automated screening um, or, or or automated interview um, scheduling have been on the market for 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 a while. So I think this is not this is not new. Instead of uh, playing phone tag, uh, going back and forth between uh, the hiring manager, the recruiter, and the candidate, um, um, many companies right now uh, understand that a self-scheduling approach for the candidate um, is much more convenient for for everybody involved, and and obviously also gains for a, a lot of efficiencies. Um, but um, I think it's really important for companies to understand what parts of the process do you want to automate, how does that all fit in um, your overall technology strategy, and what is the actual backbone um, of the automation strategy because um, the system of record usually is ATS uh, many companies now switch at CRM or, or completely switch to CRM, Candidate Relationship Management Tools. Um, and this is from my perspective um, where companies need to make sure that their technology has the ability to also initiate outreach and, and initiate um, triggers that uh, then enable automation. I'm not sure if that was <laughs> a little overcomplicated. I tend to get carried away, but uh, this is just my perspective.
0: No, absolutely. And I know that you guys have been doing some um, research in this area. What, um, uh, what do you think companies are getting out of this? What kind of results and what kind of advantages are the, the companies who are kind of at the vanguard of this? Um, you know, what are, what are they getting from it?
1: So. The, the, the core thing, and, and thanks for pointing out the research. I think um, um, what's important for, for, for me and my organization, there, there's a lot of buzz, as we discussed already. So so we really want to understand um, what is out there in the market. We, we, we scan the marketplace. We understand what the trends are. But at the same time, we need to understand how far are our customers, how far is talent acquisition actually along the way? Because usually there is a gap and And the capabilities gap is 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 uh, p- p- sometimes, sometimes even widening. So but um what we what we realize is that there is a lot of appetite actually by recruiters themselves to automate certain parts of the recruitment process. And um, when we went out last year, we surveyed more more than a thousand talent acquisition leaders all across the world, and and I was really surprised by that by that result because, um, like in other spaces, I sense that um, a lot of people are actually afraid of automation. Automation is is uh, very often associated with um, job loss or 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 um, FTE reduction. Let's, do a mach- let's, let's make a machine do the job and we, ne- we need less people. Um, and I expected a similar tendency for, for talent acquisition. Interestingly, um, the majority of the people that we, we surveyed, um, which, which was way beyond 75% of the respondents, actually said, we want to automate parts of the process because today, non-strategic tasks, administrative tasks like the scheduling I just uh, talked about a little earlier – Um, actually eat away time that we would like to spend with the uh, with a candidate because at at the end of the day um it's still about connecting humans to humans um and and really making sure that we understand um the what what the candidate drives and and also build a relationship with the candidate i think the bonding process is something that is very very important and that we tend to forget um nowadays because from the hr perspective we nevertheless need to understand is that person is that candidate a good fit for the organization um but today talent acquisition organization Spent a lot of time on administrative tasks, um, and therefore, uh, people actually want it and say, "Hey, I want to spend more time with the candidates. Um, let's automate
0: certain segments of the process." So, you you mentioned there that there's a um, a sort of a capability capability gap when it comes to comes to these things. What, what what are the what are the barriers that are stopping people sort of go going wholeheartedly into automation at this um, at this stage?
1: Um, so what I what I feel and what I see what our research showed is that um, there there is a lack of um, of available business cases so uh, a lot of companies they understand okay there there's new technology out there um, there are things that we can that we can drive that we can automate um, but at the same time it's very hard to assess what is the actual outcome what's the return on investment um, and when you are in a, in a corporate environment like like I am, um, the first question my, my my CFO asked me when we uh, started to implement chatbot was, okay, what's the ROI? How many hours of, of manual work can you can you save? And honestly, it's very very hard to get reliable data and um, to build a, a, a good business case on that. Just because the the talent acquisition function um, is is so um, is so diverse, there are so many activities going on there. So I think that's. Something that a lot of people that a lot of people see. Um, I think the second point that I that I observe when I go out to market is that. Um, there, there are a lot of companies who are really burned by bad technology. They might have listened to a bad salesperson, bought a technology in the ATS space or, or maybe ERP uh, in, in a different segment, and it never it never really was able to deliver um, on, on the expectations that everybody had. So I think um, people are much more conscious of what is capable and um, what is really robust and reliable now instead of just uh, jumping right in and then just trying something out. Because big corporations, um, and also medium-sized corporations, they they really struggle to identify certain segments that where they can can pilot. Um, uh, it, it's it's very very hard to do that to find just a very small business unit where you can try a new technology, um, and then really understand in a controlled environment what is the outcome, what's the advantage that the technology is bringing, and does it make sense to to roll it out um, into other segments of the of the business. So I think that's that's one thing. Um, the other thing that I that I always see, the market and the technology is becoming so complex. Um, so, when you think uh, a few years back, there were a few ATS providers. It was, was fairly early, uh, fairly easy. You would go out, you would do an RFP, and you would understand the capabilities. Today… There are so many more startups emerging every every week. There's a lot of venture capital that's going into the HR tech space. And as a result, there are like so many thousands, there's thousands of vendors out there on the market that offer their services. And um, a lot of t- 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 um, t- talent acquisition organizations are really overwhelmed. They are really overwhelmed by by all the capabilities, by all the tools, the point solutions, as I as I call them, who who, um, who solve one specific challenge in the in the in the hiring process. So so very often it's um it, it's just hard for them to even start. I think that's just some of the obstacles that we that we observe
0: when we look at the market and one of the questions that I, I kind of always ask people when they when they come on the show is um it, it is kind of about the sort of the the medium to the long-term future and um you know i think we can see very much that um you know aut- automation is a is, is a big focus for for people at the moment and it's probably likely to to be so for for a little while yet um i know that you guys have done some more research into the sort of the future of talent acquisition from a sort of strategic perspective um what what have you you seen from um, you know what, what have you seen from the work that you've done in that area what 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 do we sort of have to, to look forward to in the sector I
1: think one uh, that's a brilliant question and I think one one thing that t- tele acquisition t- acquisition traditionally has not been focusing on is is non-traditional talent. Um, so, and you, if you would like, like we, we very often talk about emerging trends like, like, like uh, the gig economy. Uh, we we talk about about contingent workers. We talk about independent contractors. Companies work with um, uh, other suppliers via a statement of work. And I think um, what we see and what our prediction is for the future is that um, there's actually going to be a merge um, of the different different skill sets and skill categories that. That the company is working with, because today um, the majority of the companies um, we we talk to, we 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 speak with in the market. Um, they they are operating in silos. Um, talent acquisition is is traditionally looking at at full time talent. This is what they're what they're asked to do. Whereas um, the procurement function of an organization is focusing on the contingent talent. Um, but also the um the functional areas of the business, maybe the IT sector or the engineering uh, division, um is is operating with independent contractors or other service providers under a statement of work. And um the majority of the companies struggle. To have a holistic view on talent, and what what we see, and I, I just recently had a discussion with a with, with a big life sciences customer of ours um, about that about that topic, where um, we see that in certain segments, um, like in IT or engineering, um, you do not find. Talent that wants to be employed permanently just because um, they, they have a special, a very, very specialized skill set. Um, they can earn much more money when they're an independent contractor. So going down the path of a permanent employment will not give you access to the talent. Traditionally, HR would uh, raise the hands at some point in time and say, hey, um, we, we have a problem here. We cannot fill fill the role. But there is no cross-functional overview on, on uh, what other employment opportunities there are just because there's no no uh, governance. And I think this is something that will have to change just because, um, as we discussed in the beginning, talent is becoming much more scarce. And at the end of the day, companies need to look at, at talent much more holistically and
0: Will look at talent much more realistically in the future. Final question: um, We've we've talked about you know we've talked a lot about what's happening now, what might happen in the future. What What are you personally most looking forward to um, when it comes to the, the the future of the industry? What What's going to be a highlight for you? I think um, it's it's a combination of everything we
1: we we discussed. I mean, I am a techie. I have to admit that, and you might have realized that <laughs> by 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 now. So I, I I'm really really excited, um, what's what's coming on the technology front because I think it's a very very fascinating um area and and, and uh, topics like like machine learning or AI that that help us to make better decisions, um, things like 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 automation, uh, like like with chatbots, which by the way is only a bridging technology from my point of view until we we really interact with technology via voice, um, then um, I think there are so many interesting things out there um, so that there's going to be a lot of change. And I think a lot of people are afraid of change, uh, but I think it's it's change for good because ultimately it will enable us to focus more on on talent and strengthen the human relationship. And I think this is something that over the last years, um, a lot of organizations um have lost out of sight just because they were thinking about, about efficient, gaining efficiencies, uh, bringing technology in, ATS technologies where people can call they have a question, uh, don't call us, we'll call you. And I think because the balance is shifting and, and the talent is much more much more powerful today, um, it will ultimately um, strengthen the relationship. And I think this is a very, very important thing because as I was mentioning in the beginning, it's still about connecting humans with humans um, and technology is just the enabler. Um, I'm not sure if I answered your question, but, but this is something that, that I feel very passionate about and and that I look forward to honestly. Tim, thank you very much for talking to me.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. My thanks to Tim Prome. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.